Hey folks, welcome to episode 29 of Press Box Talk. On today's episode, we're going to be covering uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and then big news in the NFL coming up. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm your host, The Personality, and I have with me uh, the other host, The Specimen, and let's kick off today's show. Yeah, so the last to the hockey stuff is the big talk to kick it off today is we're now in the second round. I just posted, this is Monday, this will have been dropped on Wednesday, my picks for the second round. We can't make our pick for the North yet because tonight Montreal is playing Toronto in a game seven. So, And that, that to me right there is a great starting point. Like, like I said in the previous podcast, that game was going to be decided that series is going to be decided in Montreal. And to me, this is not fair whatsoever. You see what a difference live fans in the stands do for your team and your organization. This is playoffs. This is a big deal. 2,500 Canadians in a fucking arena. It'll sound like 30,000. I guarantee you. Yeah. And you know what? It looks like this is reminiscent of a few years ago. If the Leafs blow this, I don't know, but the Leafs. <laughs> so true, though, right? Toronto it's and like... Edmonton were the two teams I thought they'd be in the next round. And Toronto, whether they win or not tonight, have been taken to the brink in a Game 7, which is absolutely insane. But I, I did call this before. Like, the, the matchup is totally different. Like, in this scenario, yes, the Leafs outclass and outskill on paper Montreal – but the rivalry, it's it's almost like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Labor Day. It doesn't matter how good your team is. It is the game itself. It is two teams that have a mass rivalry, and it's, it's bigger than the players itself. It's well beyond them, and I think that in itself holds a lot of weight, just the rivalry in the actual – like overview of this game and this series. Well, and we predicted it. If people want to go back and listen to Price, Price is stealing this series. (laughs) If they lose, Carey Price is... MVP. Yeah, this series, (laughs) like, what the hell? And then what would be nuts is the next round, you have Price Hellebuck. Like, you have Winnipeg versus Montreal, and it's goaltending to the max. And, like, if you're a young goalie, this is a series to watch if that ends up happening. I think that... That's crazy. It's going to be a crazy game tonight. I will be watching for sure. I encourage everybody to check that one out. The shitty part about the NHL is May 31st, that is, this is, of course, going to be dropped on June 2nd. Tonight is May 31st, though, is the Montreal-Toronto game and the Islanders-Boston game, same time almost start off, 30 minutes different. It's kind of stupid, in my opinion, that we have that. Not a big fan of having two games, same night, almost same time. Not too crazy about that. And then the next few nights, we only have one game a night. So, I I don't know. I'm not crazy about this kickoff time. But I guess we'll see after tonight. I see Boston series as well being a crazy game. So, if you can, flip between the two. I actually, the reason I think they're, they're half an hour apart is because of broadcasting issues because it is NBA playoffs same time. So I and they're trying to cover baseball too, right? So you have three sports all same time. I know it's playoffs. You have two leagues that have playoffs. 
So they're just trying to get it in any chance they can. So I think that's why. And they're both playing in the East, right? So you can't really separate them too much. Otherwise, right. one will be like super late. So I, I get where you're coming from. It's shitty trying to watch both. But uh, f- fans out there, if you can't watch both, do what I do. Just tape the fucking game. It's way better. And then you can go back and there's no commercials. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then you can fly through them. It, it, as long as you stay off social media, that works. Because this, yeah. I think this game's going to pop tonight. Like, if you're going to do that, I'd do that with the Boston game. Because Montreal game, you will know what happens. Yeah, and like, honestly, like, I the reason teams like Montreal and um, Winnipeg, I think, are doing so good in the playoffs this year, looking back on it, I kind of regret taking um, Edmonton as my pick. Not because they got swept, because they don't have a lot of grit and toughness on their team. Like, yes, they can score goals. Same with Toronto. Toronto's same thing. They tried to add some grit and toughness, but, like, your captain was taken out of, like, you know what I mean? And, like, I feel like they're not finishing checks. They're not playing physical enough for the playoffs. Regular season, yes, you can run and, like, you can – or not run, skate, like, quick – and get fast breaks and score at will. But the playoffs, you have to hunker down on defense. It's a different game. And I, I really it's, – it's almost like NBA. And I think teams are starting to expose other teams. Like, you know, the Lightning, they're a very well-diverse team. They're tough as fuck. They're fast. They can score at will. Great goaltending. So, Toronto, they're just not tough. Same with Edmonton. They're not a tough team. Like, you don't see Matthew Square. Like, you know, you don't see him getting his hands dirty. I guess what I'm trying to say is they got too many pretty boys on their team. Well, and I think going forward with that is like that division's where we screwed up. If you go back to picks the most for me, if Montreal wins, I didn't get either of them. Right. And then other than that, I actually (laughs) got every pick right. Other than Tampa, I'll be five for eight in the first round. My picks on the second round, however, and I wanted to put them up there today. So Monday before too many games are played because uh, I will make my North pick later this week, but once I know who's in it, but I picked Boston to beat the Islanders and then I picked uh, Tampa to beat Carolina and then I picked Colorado to beat Vegas and Colorado versus Vegas is going to be a crazy series. But after last night, I don't even know if they're going to be in it. Seven to one. Seven to one. Okay. But I did talk to, uh, to Tom Brown about this, our MMA uh, analyst. And he's a huge Golden Knights fan. I used to work with this guy. And when Golden Knights became a, a team, this guy was fan from day one and he'll ride with them. He actually had a couple of valid points. Um, Colorado, lots of rest. Um, and then, like, they've been able to sit. Um, oh, what did he say here? And then they they weren't scrappy, and then they didn't start Flurry the other night. They started, uh, I can't even say his name, Loren or Laner. Laner. Um, but yeah, so they started him. So going on in the series, I think you're going to see Flurry start the remainder of the games, which I think they gave Flurry game one off just because of the last series he came out of, like to give him some rest. So it's almost like I feel like the Golden Knights forfeited game one. I don't see, think you're going to see the same outcome of uh, like the score in the rest of the series. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. Uh, but just due to the rest factor, like 
you think about it. Like the Avs swept in the first like series, you know what I mean? So like they've had ample rest. They're just sitting there with their twiddling their thumbs. So like you see it, they're a hungry team. It all made sense. I think it'll be six for Colorado. That's my personal. If I'm saying, I think they're going to be going to be six games. Colorado beats them and moves on. Six? Yeah. I was only going to go five. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nathan McKinnon and them are too damn good, man. I I agree with you. Um, the only thing that might sway this is again fans in the stands and like. There are a lot of good players in the Golden Knights. They have a lot of grit. Um, I love Stone. He is such a he is such a workhorse, that boy. Oh yeah. But like, yeah, McKinnon is one of those guys. But that's the thing is like, what? Landis, I don't know. Cog, like they're loaded. This the, I think this series is going to be. A, I think Boston Island. I think all of them could be pretty quick in this round. Actually, I think that this one could be. We could be in round three by the end of next week. I think like Boston Islanders, I could see five or six there. Tampa really? Carolina, five or six there. And then I think the Canadian one will probably be the best. And not being biased, whoever's out of it versus Winnipeg, I think that one could go six, seven. I Okay, I was going with a couple crazy assumptions here. Um, I was going to go with a Bruins sweep along with a Lightning sweep. That'd be insane. That's literally like how I feel it could go down. Yeah, and it could go that way. I think that there, this is like the first round was you, they showed how good they are, and Tampa just went through Florida, and I thought Florida was gonna go. So yeah, Tampa, I could see that happening easily. I, I don't think the Hurricanes have the depth to deal with Tampa. That's why I, I say that. And it could get ugly early. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like. Carolina loses again in Carolina. It could be adios, muchacha. I get and, it. Yeah, and I, and I think the Islanders, I don't think that they have the grit, um, the toughness, or the scoring capabilities. Uh, and Tuka Rask is playing lights out. So you have a very well-rounded Boston coming to this. Like, I see the Islanders getting swept. It's, it's inevitable. <laughs> and you know what? That's like some hot takes. I think that that basically... Well, for you, other than the North, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Um, who do you have? So you have Boston, Tampa, and then Abs beating Vegas, correct? So we're the same? Yeah, and I uh, – because this Toronto game is going back to Toronto, I know Montreal has momentum. There's no fans in the stands, which is weird coming from going – like, I think it's going to be hard adjustment going from a venue that's, like, roaring to crickets. I think like I, you got to give the players props too because that's gonna that's gonna weigh a lot and like Tom or I think his name's or Doug Ford is Doug Ford the premier of uh, Ontario he actually just came out and said that because um, I guess there's a huge uprage in uh, uproar I mean in uh, Ontario about like not being able to have fans or anything and people said what about fully vaccinated first responders like the Toronto Maple Leafs organization went public and said. We'll give the first responders of Toronto that are fully vaccinated, uh, we'll give them free tickets. And Doug Ford or Tom Ford was like, nope, there's no fans at all whatsoever allowed at all for the remainder of the NHL season. That's what he said. And I was like, this is fucked up, man. Like, you, like okay, let's say the Leafs do make it onto the next final, devil's advocate here, and they have to go up against a, like a team 
what the fu- they're gonna they're gonna get fucked. Like, and you, yes, you can blame the players, but at the same time, it's the setting you're being put into. Like, players feed off energy, and you've seen time and time again in the past, underdogs um, that have home uh, ice advantage that come out and their fans literally rally behind them and give them that uh, extra motivation to win, and they and it, they prove it. So it's like you're all. You're, you're almost playing shorthanded with having no fans in the stands. And I think that's going to be a huge outcome. If Toronto doesn't jump on this tonight early and um, and get up in the first, I, I see Montreal winning. That's my prediction. But if they I get see it, OT winner by Corey Perry, Montreal moves on. I think that at this point, this is Corey a- Perry. Holy, yeah. that's Green. Green. <laughs> it goes 360 after the that. dagger. Yeah, the dagger and the I think it's game seven OT. That's my pick. The the dagger. I think Carey Price is too much. And see that'll that'll sway it. Like if they can get on Carey early and get traffic in front of them, and you know get the the first period needs to be the period that they come out from because I feel like Montreal doesn't play as good as Toronto from behind. Yeah, and I think that well, they almost like Toronto almost came back in that last game. There's two nothing, and yeah, it'll, it'll be and Corey Perry and Toffoli scored last game, and Spets and Brody, and then I'm gonna murder the overtime winner. But Jespier caught Kanemia or whatever. His, it, I I think this series has been way longer than I expected. I did not expect seven. Toronto I knew it was let, one seven. Toronto let them hang hang around way too long. And Toronto's going to be gone. And I I think that Montreal will be moving on. And Montreal could actually somehow get to the final four, I think, out of this, if they can get through Toronto. See, and that's the thing with Toronto. They have all these fucking superstars, but not one of them has that kill shot mentality. You know what I mean? Like, none of them have, like, we're going to go out and we're going to fucking win this game no matter what. Well, you where's know what I mean? Austin like, Matthews? Where the hell has he been? Yeah, nowhere. Like... Dude, you're fucking like, you know. What does he have? He has one goal so far in the playoffs and three assists. He has four points. And people were bugging Connor McDavid. This is the same bullshit. Yeah, exactly. had six games, though. More. So two more. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like, like, what's going on here? Connor McDavid did not have a great playoffs. His team is not loaded, though. I would say that. They're not that good. This team is loaded. And yeah. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, point-wise, your top point-getter on the freaking Leafs is Nylander. Of all people. He has six points. Yeah, it's wild. He is. T.J. And... Brody on defense has more points than Austin Matthews. But you can get his stick at Tim Hortons, people. Go get it before it's gone. <laughs> Oh, crazy. Damn Tim Horton sticks. Those things are ridiculously. I got a Shea Weber for my dad, and we got a Patrice Bergeron for old mama. And that's about it. Montreal and Boston fans. My dad, Montreal. My mom, Boston. I'm hoping. Imagine if that was the cup. How crazy that would be. What? Montreal or Toronto versus Boston in the Stanley Cup. And that could happen. That would be nuts. That would be fucked. It would be just hatred. Pure hatred. People would go nuts. 
It'd be kind of like the scene from Star Wars where Obi-Wan just leaves Anakin to burn. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what I would expect. <laughs> that's kind of... Is whoever, you know? Like, that you was know, great. That was a good analogy. I think that's about what it would be. Is you would just kind of sit back and enjoy it because one of them's going to die. <laughs> Especially in the cup. Holy shit. But yeah, that kind of wraps up hockey. Switching into football talk, because we're going to do a little break here. And then we, because basketball, you know the personality, that will go. And people, you will hear <laughs> football talk. Julio still is in the lead of talks as we're going every day. I, I, there's a few front runners I've heard now Seattle being one, San Francisco being another, and then rumors of Pittsburgh. Claypool. Pittsburgh can back off. They don't have the money. That's just basically it. If you've read any of the articles and then I'm going to let the personality jump in. Atlanta's willing to part with him for a second rounder if you eat his contract. His contract is stupid. It's in 30 mil- millions for, I think it's like 38 million for the next two years. So it's going to be a team that can afford it. Pittsburgh, see you later. You guys don't even know how to deal with the salary cap up there. You're out. Not a chance in hell that Julio is going to there. So that no, like it's a slow day in the old newsroom when Pittsburgh wants a player. You can't afford, you can't, don't even want to pay AB or Le'Veon. Next, like, see ya. If any team, <laughs> Baltimore, that would be, but Lamar Jackson doesn't like to throw that much. So I, who, I can't see him going there. For what you and I've said in the past, New England maybe is an New AM. England looks like the best team for him presently. They have money in the salary cap. They have a young offense, and we don't know who they're gonna, who their quarterback's gonna be. They're not gonna have COVID Cam this year, um, so I think they're gonna have a polished version of Cam Newton. Um, I think Cam Newton is gonna be the starting quarterback for the duration of this season, unless you see him play garbage or something or an injury takes place. But I think this is Cam's comeback year. This is his year. That next year he gets his big contract. Um, that he's trying to get like I think this is going to be the year that uh, that kind of rejuvenates his career Um, so it makes sense for him to go there Green Bay would make a lot of sense if Rodgers was going back but we don't know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers so that's kind of up in the air Um, who else did I Uh, uh, Tennessee was another one that made sense yeah and that's what I've read is and it won't happen till Tuesday after Tuesday They don't so, wait because of uh cap or whatever. It has to be after June 1. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of what we touched on was, well, in the AFC, if we want to touch on them first, I saw, well, Baltimore is a possibility. If it's going to be, if he's going to go to an AFC North team, Baltimore. If he's going to go to an AFC East team, New England. And then I think if he's going to go to um, any of the other teams, like you're looking at like an AFC West team, like Chargers possibly, but I don't even think they'll go all in. They're not ready to win yet, so I don't think Julio there. And then Titans, Colts, I think the three front runners in the AFC would be in this order. New England, then Tennessee, then Indy. That would be my three in the AFC to watch. Indianapolis would look filthy with him, actually, because yeah. they already and have... Titans with A.J. Brown in him would be insane. I could see Julio wanting to go there, them parting ways with the second... Now, if they get Julio, they got some Tennessee, I think would be 
for me, if I was him, probably my first pick in the AFC side, because I don't think the West can afford him. I don't think the Chiefs, they're going to win that division. And I don't see them getting Julio with Tyreek. I just don't see that. No, I don't, I don't see that happening either. And like, and the North, like you touched on, Green Bay is, I think, switching. So the AFC, I think we're kind of in agreement. New England, Tennessee, Indy. And then on the North side, Green Bay is definitely up there. And Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, I don't see that happening. Though. I don't see Julio. So Green Bay is probably the team at the very end of the list simply because of this. Green Bay, Julio's not going to want to go there without Aaron Rodgers. So no. I wouldn't put him on the list. The NFC East, I don't see any of those teams getting him. The NFC South, they're not going to trade him to a rival. And then the West, there's three teams that could technically get him. I think the Rams could go after him. I think the 49ers could go after him and the Seahawks. I don't think the Cardinals, as much as Hopkins wanted it, I, I don't see that happening. I would say that probably of those teams, the 49ers would be the front runner, in my opinion. So in the NFC, it'd be 49ers. AFC, probably New England and Tennessee in a tie. What do you think? Well, I, I just got a couple side. Like, I agree with you 100% there. But a couple side notes. Like, I think right now everyone's talking about a second uh, round draft pick. But potentially, this is what I see happening, is there could be a bidding war for uh, Julio in the sense that he is a plug-and-play player that literally could throw you to the Super Bowl. So, you know... Some teams might be willing to sell the farm and throw a first rounder in there. If there's a, a seconds available, like if people put in offers, like teams put in offers on a second, and then you have to one up them, I could see Atlanta hitting a home run on this deal. Yeah, and what's his pull? Does like Julio get to pick where he goes or no? I I don't think so. No, I think so. Then if open. you're them, wouldn't you? Tra- I wouldn't trade him to a team that can go to the Super Bowl because then my second round pick isn't as high. Well, exactly. That's why you almost they they kind of put themselves in a position to create a bidding war, which is smart business on their ass, like on their uh, end of the spectrum. Yeah, but it, it kind of opens up the door. Like, what do you have to give up? You know, so like teams like the Patriots that have money and they do have. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, they have a young receiver that they could trade. Uh, Neil Harry. Yes, that's him. And he would look great with Matt Ryan. They like so they do have options there. So I think New England right now is like the front runner, in my opinion. That's that's where I see him potentially. I think they going. got the pieces to make it move for sure. And like you have Bill Belichick, right? Like <laughs> an offensive sound coach who who um Yeah, because really, you think about Seattle even. DK Metcalf's on a rookie contract. He's going to get paid. You're not going to be able to keep Julio and DK. Nope. San Francisco and the Rams. The Rams already have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. So really, probably not them. Probably 49ers and Seahawks, 49ers in the NFC. From my standpoint, if I'm Julio, the 49ers are the spiciest because he had Kyle Shanahan as a uh, offensive coordinator when they went to the Super Bowl. Don't be sleep on him not going there. Yeah, and that's no, kind of where the 49ers could move one of their receivers as well in a trade or eat some of this contract because they got a rookie QB after Jimmy G's gone. So it'll. I think the 49ers and then 
if I was ranking them, I would actually probably put just because of the Shanahan, 49ers one, Patriots two, Titans three, Colts four, and that kind of wrapping that up, I think. Well, and then another hot take. So uh, a couple players actually went public on Twitter saying in Tampa they would restructure contracts to bring Julio home. And I was like, okay, that's literally, that's unfair. That's like a fucking, that's like me going on to my PS4 or PS5, whatever you have, folks. I'm, I'm behind the times right now. But uh, that's like deleting the roster and just putting together a super team. <laughs> but they that's won't like... trade, I don't think, in the division. There's no way you trade Julio to see him twice a year. <laughs> That'd be dumb. But oh, like... it'd be dumb is right. It'd be, <laughs> I would be shocked. And like, I think the only other topic is probably in the NFL before we move on is Rogers T and Tim Tebow is Tebow and Trevor Lawrence are clicking. It sounds like Lawrence loves working with him. Tebow looks yoked. Tebow looks like he's ready to play. I think Tebow. he's going to make that roster. He's not going to block. He's going to be a receiving threat. And that's about it on that for me. And then we'll get into Rogers. What do you what, think of Tebow? I think Tebow looks huge. And like, Honestly, Tim Tebow opened up the door for other NFL players. I just read an article last night, actually, about uh, Brandon Jacobs, former uh, running back for uh, New uh, the Giants. Uh, the Giants, yeah. And uh, now he wants to be a defensive end, and he looks fucking huge, like double the size, like filthy. I was like, holy shit! I saw him work out. I watched the video of him working out. And I was like, hey, this this isn't even fair now. Guys are switching. Like, you know, I feel bad for all the up-and-coming players. It's like, okay, these guys are just switching uh, switching positions now. Like, am I ever going to play? <laughs> oh, and that's just it. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Because, like, he looks ridiculously big. Like, and if you remember him, he was almost like a, a Jerome Bettis. Like, he was a lot smaller, but he was like a fucking Mack truck. You give him the ball, you're getting that yard. You're getting it. So now you have him on the defensive side, live off the ball, as fast as he is and how athletic he is and how football-minded he is. He already knows offenses and how they work. He's he's a running back. So it's like you look at guys like Tebow, okay, he switched to an offensive position when he was already an offensive-sided player. Now you have guys like Brandon Jacobs that are looking at Okay, I played offense. I'm going to go try the defense. I think the only difference, though, is Tebow was recruited to go to Florida as a dual threat QB and tight end. Has Brandon oh, Jacobs ever played DN in his life? No, I did, and I didn't so know he that won't make, I honestly don't see him making it. DN is a hard one. And, like, I, all these guys are bitching and complaining. A lot of these people all about Tebow. It's, like, tough. Tebow's making it. He's yoked. He's ready to rock and. He's looking like he, Brandon Jacobs. I think he's done. I, I I can't see him coming back. But you never, you know what? I've been wrong before, and <laughs> maybe I am wrong. But I don't see him coming back. Flipping script though for us. What do you think on Rodgers? Like you have been adamant. You like him. I've hated him only because he played for Green Bay. If he was in Detroit, I'd be his number one fanboy. Now, what do you think about Rodgers and his situation? Well, there's been reports that he was talking to other teams last weekend. 
on his own. I don't know how true that is. It's what the internet says. Um, Adam Scheffner reported that. He's normally pretty factual. So um, that's kind of crazy to me that the fact that he's going talking to other teams. One of them was Denver. And I was like, really, dude? Why do you want to go there? But you to never know. To Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that's what he's doing. Yeah, like, every, like uh, Denver, I don't know. That's my hot take. I had this talk with one of my clients, Ryan, and everybody always, every year, thinks this Denver team is good. They have no talent on the cross. Vaughn Miller is old as shit. He's not even yep. the same player as he used to be. He was great. I'm not running him down. This team, with Aaron Rodgers and with Julio Jones, add both of them, they still don't beat Mahomes. No, they don't. Sorry, they don't beat Mahomes. Mahomes and so Tyree Kill and Mahomes are better right now than Aaron Rodgers and Julio. As much as I love Julio and Aaron Rodgers is amazing, Mahomes is going to win that division probably unless he gets hurt for the upcoming few years. I agree. I think you just hit the nail on the head 100% there. Like, and Mahomes is one of those players that, like, his team, they just keep, they keep giving him so much to work with. Like, uh, I don't know. Rogers would be a fool to go to that division. Um, there's just, I don't know. There's so much. I heard him to new Orleans that. Okay. If that happened, I would literally go buy a Rogers Jersey. If Aaron like, Rogers goes to new Orleans, then we get to see Brady, but that's, again, the salary cap bullshit. I don't know how that would work and who you would have to trade because the Saints have the roster. And of the teams that I – who was somebody posted over the weekend. It was like Denver, Washington, the Raiders, and New Orleans. And if I was rating them, and I'm not being an asshole here. I'm actually being truthful in my honest opinion. If I was him, I think Denver and the Raiders would be at the bottom, those two tied. And then it would be between Washington and New Orleans. Yeah, I, I think that's that's accurate. But, like, if you look at um, New Orleans, look what they did with Taysom Hill's contract. It's pretty much like he's guaranteed $0. And he could be moved. Maybe he gets moved to Green Bay, Taysom Hill. I think he had a tryout, didn't he, originally Taysom Hill for Green Bay years ago, though? That was, like, his like when he was coming into the league or whatever? Yeah, I think he had, like, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that why... I believe that Taysom Hill had a tryout. Maybe I'm wrong. Because isn't he a wall? Yeah, Green Bay. Look at that. I know something, people. I know <laughs> something. I'm not a complete idiot. Um, yeah, Green Bay was his first. He had a tryout, NFL draft. He went undrafted. Then he went to their camp, didn't make it. There's even a picture of him as number eight. Practice. He finally got cut September 2nd. Then he went to the Saints. I'd be shocked, though, if they would bring him back. But... Taysom Hill could get cut. And old Pick City there could be sent any day now. Winston. I think he's hilarious. He's almost he is almost worth the buy in a jersey just because how funny he is. Like, he is hysterical. <laughs> he posted the other day, hardest working quarterback. I felt like met like I felt like we should have done a podcast that night. Hardest guy throwing picks. Like he Okay, the only way I'm gonna give Jameis Winston, any props, okay, is if he can take them to the playoffs, not even win a playoff game, take them to the playoffs, 
And if he can score more touchdowns than throwing picks, has he ever done that in his career? <laughs> yeah, like he's brutal. <laughs> oh, but like, if he does that, he could be an improved player. But like, I don't know. Sean Payton, great coach for him. He is very athletic, but his days in the NFL have it's literally been pick nation. Like he's like he's more of a defensive player because he's doing more good for the defense than he What do you offense. think though of like so Winston's a starter, Taysom Hill is doing whatever the hell Taysom Hill does. And then I think they're gonna have him on the Wildcat. So they're gonna Well, and I think Trevor in. Lawrence in Jacksonville, I think Tebow is gonna have a package. That's just my there's Whoa. no way you bring Tim Tebow out of retirement to play just tight end. He is gonna have the old CFL package of third and one on the one yard line, take Trevor out so he doesn't get hit and put Tebow the brick in and he can just fucking run over people. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think so too. Like, and the fact that Myers and him have a huge relationship, um, he knows his work ethic. He knows his drive and his determination. And he's and big as shit right now. Like he's yeah, humongous. He literally like ballooned. <laughs> he's like, fuck. He's like, like the he's like I always thought of like this way is Taysom Hill is like if you can't afford the Nikes, Taysom Hill is like the old Payless shoe Shaq shoe. <laughs> and then if you can afford if you can afford the Jordans, that's the Tebow in that type of quarterback. I'm not saying he's the best ever, but in that type of quarterback, he's the best utility type player like that. He can't throw. But neither can – and I, people, I love it. Because if you say that about Lamar, oh, no. You be nice to Lamar. Lamar doesn't need to throw. He runs. Well, then why does Tebow have to throw? Because he can just run. <laughs> you know, it's actually – okay. Because now we're talking about Lamar. Real quick, I watched this thing on idiot Mel Kuyper the other night. Oh, he's and, a oh, Fuck. So when Lamar Jackson was being drafted into the NFL – you know how Kuiper has his uh, Kuiper has his like uh, annual fucking uh, draft picks and shit like that. Well, he goes out and says that uh, Lamar Jackson will never make it as a quarterback in the NFL, and indeed he has to switch his position to receiver, and that's the only way he'll make something. But he's not worth the first; he'll go second highest. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> how are you on ESPN saying this shit? I just think it's funny that the same people that bash Tebow love Lamar. And I'm like, okay, I get Lamar's faster. I'm not a complete moron. I get it. it. But he can't throw worth a shit. Lamar can't hit a barn. And I think if you put Tebow on the Ravens and you would have put Lamar on Denver, I think he would have seen different uh, outcomes, I think. Yep. Because Tebow didn't really have options. And Lamar has options. He just doesn't use them very well. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I I think Lamar is amazing and he does good things. But I think the hatred for Tebow, he's going to play tight end and there will be a package. That kind of wraps that portion from what, like, I, I see it. I, I see a lot of people not really understanding how cuts and all that thing work. And I, I, I think that he has got to have a roster spot and there's, if he can play, he's going to have it. And 
that kind of wraps up, I think, the football, unless you have anything to close out there. And then I'm going to let you do our sponsor, and then we are getting into NBA. Well, I think the only thing I'm going to leave on Tebow is if he does make the team, what kind of contract are you giving him? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, as far as, like, dollar-wise, like, because of his name and stuff like that, like, are you going to – like, I wonder – if teams like with these new deals and stuff, like give them like less on the salary end, but give them more on Jersey sale ends, like, or like merch. Well, he was the number one Jersey sale, which is absolutely wild over Lawrence, which is fucking wild. Because if you think about it, Trevor Lawrence is going to be there for probably like 10 years. Like, you know, when you get a superstar quarterback and if they solidify themselves in the league, like Mahomes and like Rogers and Brady and Manning quarterbacks typically don't get traded around much. It's rare. So, you know, if he, if he solidifies himself down there and he does good, you're looking at 10 years, right? How long do you think um, Tebow has in the league? Three, four tops. Yeah, so that, that's just interesting, right? Like, that's just that. interesting that like people like in Jacksonville are. I'm assuming that's where like majority of the sales are, are going out buying a player. That's just shows you the love and what this guy has given to Florida. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's he's a saint down there. So I think it's gonna go great. And his first touchdown. At home, that place blows. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! But they have thirty-eight million. I just checked in cap space, so the Jags can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, but do you really want to spend it all on Tebow? No, they're not going to. I think that I think this team's going to build this thing right, and they're going to run it. I can't wait for that touchdown when he gets on that knee and prays and looks up. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Tebow time. Yep. Fucking right. It's going to be a wild, wild ride seeing that happen, I think. And that kind of closes out that portion of it. Watch for Julio. Watch for the Tebow. Rogers news. Julio, I think of them, will move first, and that's what's going to happen. But Julio will move first unless um, Green Bay offers Rogers like stupid deal. Like, okay, is this the only way we can make it right with you? We'll give you Julio. Like, we'll bring Julio to you. Will that make you happy? And then if Rodgers took that, I could see them. That would be, like, the only way Green Bay would get Julio is to bring, like, and Rodgers, I think. You know what I mean? What if it was, like, hypothetical before we move on is, what if the Rod, what if Green Atlanta phones them and says, we'll take a second for Julio, but you send us Jordan Love, too? I would do it. And then Atlanta has a young guy to learn under Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers now is happy because Jordan Love's out of town. <laughs> but, like, you have to look at what you spent then on Julio. You you gave up a first and a second. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it happens. It'd just be fun to think of. But now that you, you, said, now that you said that, we should, yeah, I'll do the sponsorship. But first, now that you said that, we should hashtag Rodgers. Hopefully he hears this. And uh, he can go to take that trade idea up to the front office. Hey, guys, you want me to stay? (laughs) 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 The specimen gave it to you raw. (laughs) 
I'll okay. take one percent of his content. <laughs> I'll take a half. <laughs> I'll be a happy man. Oh yeah. Okay, folks. Well, getting into our sponsorship is Fit Code Conditioning. Um, live by your own code. And basically what it is, is uh, it's an online app that uh, you download and you get a personal trainer. Um, if you don't have any workout equipment at home or whatever, um, he basically, they basically put together a package that allows you to work out with whatever you have at home. So if you have a treadmill, dumbbells, whatever, you can do a workout with that. Or uh, they'll put together a workout plan for you that uh, allows you to work against your own body weight to get the maximum results you want. Um, super cheap, super affordable, easy to use, family friendly. They also have uh, nutrition packages and food plans. So uh, yeah, look into it. It's a great company and uh, they're doing good by us. So support them. So now I'm going to ask you a few questions on the MBA stuff. Let's and do that it. being... Last week, I looked like a moron. <laughs> and now the Western Conference, there's been a little shaky poop. Because yeah. we had, if people could only hear what happens off camera. And, oh, the personality was laying into me. The old <laughs> specimen was the flock. We were just getting beaten all weekend. Look at your old piston drumstick. Holy shit. He's unreal. And now the series is tied. And all of them are basically tied, except Utah. And Utah is coming through. So I might not be as stupid as I look. <laughs> Utah is winning 2-1. Yeah, and then the rest of them are all 2-2s, two which you two and one, I are two all. One. So for people who haven't followed this, the Eastern side, we picked exactly the same teams. We are completely wrong on Atlanta. That is one thing that I was completely wrong on. Trey Young is fire. The kid can ball. And, Ice trade. Yeah, Knicks might be checking next Tuesday. They're gone, I think. They they might win one more, but they're gone, I think. And and it's unfortunate because the Knicks have been playing so well all year. Randall has been a beast. Barrett's been playing lights out. And Barrett hasn't shot worse shit. He couldn't hit the backside of a barn. And I and, think you and I both touched on that. Was We thought that it would be other series. Yeah, we, all, we picked the same teams in this for people who didn't know. Philly, the Knicks, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. You and I thought that this could happen more in the West, but a team like the Knicks, we thought that somebody's going to get a bad matchup and they're going to get eliminated. Very similar to the Clips-Dallas. You thought that was this series 3-1 could easily have been done, and we are going to touch on that series in a second. But – I don't think you or I really thought that Atlanta was going to, if they were going to win this series, it was going to be seven. That's kind of what I thought that this series was going to go a little bit more than what it has been. Yeah. And that's like, the I don't know. The, the interesting one for me is um, the Philly series. I thought Washington would have at least got one. Yeah. They're that's over tonight. This yeah, Monday. That one's going to be done. Swept. And then it's like, does Westbrook stay? The whole East could be done, though. Like, look at it this way. Tonight, so I'm looking at when the games are. This, so basically, Monday night, people, that's when this was recorded. Philly, Washington. I'm assuming that this thing's done. Like, 4-0. That's my assumption. Maybe I'm an idiot. Game 5 for the Brooklyn-Boston game is Tuesday. So, oh, yeah. so Brooklyn's probably through. Brooklyn in Brooklyn. See you later. 4-1. And yeah, then we have over. the Knicks-Atlanta Wednesday night. And if Atlanta beats the Knicks, 
the entire Eastern Conference will be through. And the Western Conference, there might not be one series over yet. Yeah, so the East is going to be nice, well-rested. Yeah, because Philly, I see winning. And then Milwaukee's already through. Brooklyn versus Philly. Or, I mean, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. And then you're going to have Philly versus probably Atlanta. And that's craziness. And that's, but on the West side, so for the viewers, the East wasn't as much fun because we picked back and forth and we picked the same teams. Now the West, we didn't even pick one team the same. I picked Utah, Memphis. What do you think of what's going on there? Utah, Memphis? Yeah. Um, well, Memphis <clears throat> is like, they're way outclassed, but they're, they're the Cinderella story. And they're the team that has the grit and the heart. They're just, they don't have the big superstars on their team. They, even if you look at salaries wise, they are fucking highly outmatched. Um, so just the fact that that series, everyone's shitting on them right now. Oh, they got lucky in game one. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, but look at this. They are an eighth seed going against the one. This is two one. If they win in, Memphis, it's 2-2, okay? Then you're going back to Utah. You already stole one in Utah. So for everyone saying Memphis is done here, I don't even want to hear it because everyone said they were done when they were going against Golden State. And it's, man, they can ball. They're just real young. And you just got to give them a little bit. And Utah in the playoffs doesn't always pull through. So that's why for me it's like, eh, I just don't know if I'm going to go all in on Utah. The series that's pissing me off is uh, Dallas, L.A. Dallas is up 2-0, and you give them two? What the fuck? Like, Dontich needs to come through. His shoulder's bugging him a bit, but it's playoff basketball. A lot of shit that is driving me wild in these playoffs is how soft the refereeing has got. It's... I remember, like, growing up uh, in, like, the 90s, early 2000s when I was, like, old enough to understand sports and, like, play them and stuff. You were still wet behind the ears a bit. Yeah, exactly. And, like, fuck. I look at at how fouls and stuff occurred and, like, how I was brought up playing the game. Nobody from my generation, I don't think, could play basketball anymore. We would all have technicals, double technicals or flagrants in the first. And we'd be out. It's it's insane. If you even go look at um, Shaquille O'Neal Rodman, look up those uh, compilations on YouTube, and look at the fouls these guys. And it's just tough basketball. It's playoff basketball. Two men really wanting it. You can't play like that anymore. It's disgusting. It's literally it's everybody pussyfooting around out there. Guys looking for fouls. Guys bitching and moaning about like. Little injuries. Man, Jordan played a fucking series with a broken finger. Didn't tell nobody. I like what? What? Uh Kobe Bryant. Um, I listened to an interview. Oh my god, who the fuck said this? Anyways, Kobe Bryant, they're playing this playoff game. It was in the 90s, and I guess everyone shit the bed and everyone was wearing mambas in the like in the dressing room. Yeah. And Kobe goes in there after the game. He was the last one in the dressing room. He tells everyone, he's like, take your shoes off. Take your shoes off right now. And everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck? Why? And he's like, you guys aren't worthy of wearing Mambas. I put them all in the garbage. 
put all of his like that's the kind of like heart and grit and like want that these guys wanted it nowadays you rarely see that shit and it's guys like even superstars going out looking for fouls jordan didn't look for fouls he went up hard and got it you know what i mean like posterized guys and that's the thing is i you don't even see you rarely even see it in the playoffs now is guys going in for a hard dunk nobody wants to get touched anymore it's a bunch of pansies i'm like you're playing a fucking professional sport, and yes. and they got to change the cap. They like I, I have the cap up for this year, and they're all over it. Yeah, there is it's... three teams in the NBA under the salary cap. Three. And who are they? Thunder. Yep, garbage. Hornets not in playoffs. But the well, the, the Hornets almost didn't make the playoffs. And the, the New Hornets... York Knicks have the have the most cap space in the NBA as of right now. The New York Knicks. That's actually really. And the most over Golden State, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, the Clippers, Lakers, Utah. So if you're a viewer who doesn't have a squad in this, and let's be real here, I'm a Celtics Pistons guy. Celtics first, then I always like the Pistons because, well, I loved Rodman, I love Big Ben, but the yeah. so the Celtics once they're out, you're just a I'm going to be cheering like I've said to people for one of these teams that has a low salary cap, like Atlanta, Atlanta. And New York, that series has the lowest. So New York has the number one cap space. What Atlanta about, has the sixth. What about Memphis? Memphis is um, way they have a the twenty first lowest. So there you go. And they're play they're two one against fucking. Or I mean, Utah. not the twenty. The twenty they have the tenth highest salary cap. Memphis. Oh, whoa! I didn't know they're that. way up there. So they're the tenth highest. So you look at the playoffs right now for everybody. Memphis is the 10th highest. Milwaukee's the 9th. Then we had Miami at 8. Utah at 6. Lakers 5. Clippers 4. Philadelphia 3. Nets 2. And Golden State is 1. So if you're a viewer, and both of us, you're a Raptors fan, I think I'm going to be changing my tone in the next round. And <laughs> Like what you did. I picked, and I got to stick with it because I picked them, but the Clippers versus Mavs, the Mavs are the 8th lowest salary cap versus the Clippers. So really that's an underdog story. Cheer for them, really the Mavs versus the Clippers. And then you have the Lakers versus the Suns. The Sun, the Suns are the 20th highest salary versus the fifth highest cheer for the Suns. Put your cheer for those guys. Cause cheer for the underdogs. The NBA has got to transform this into the NFL where you don't go over the cap. That's bullshit. Otherwise, this crap happens where every team is over it. And if you don't do it, then your team sucks. It's They got to get a strict cap in here. This ring-chasing bullshit is garbage. It's ruining the sport. And that's it why it is it's not what it was, like you said. And they got to clean this shit up. And in these rounds, I think that's the thing right now that's happening. Is like, well, and where's Denver? That's not, Denver is the 16th highest. So they're probably like... That series versus Portland, that's probably the closest two right now in the salary is 16th highest to the 11th highest in Portland. And Port, yeah, Portland's fucking good. Yeah, and their <laughs> cap difference between those two teams is not that much. It's 19 million over for Denver, and Portland is 21 million over. That's how you know your sport's in trouble, though. Yeah, well, is when you have every team over the salary cap other than three, and the three teams, Oklahoma is god awful, 
the Hornets aren't in the playoffs, and then you have the Knicks who are probably going to be eliminated. Well, and the, just touching on Dallas real quick, the reason their salary cap is low right now is because I don't think they were going to go out and sign a big-name player because they have Lukic on a rookie contract still, and when he comes off that rookie contract, He'll he's, be- getting, he's getting a supermax. Like, Cubans, Mark Cuban's a fucking billionaire. And look what he did with Dirk Nowinski. He loves his international players. And, um, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Do you think, (laughs) for the viewers, they all know our picks, hopefully. I picked Utah. You picked Memphis. I picked Clippers. You picked Dallas. You picked Denver. I picked Portland. And then I picked Phoenix. You picked Lakers. Is We're not allowed to switch our picks, but how do you see? What series do you think of the four in the West that you're pro- you could be wrong on if you had to pick just one. Oh, the West. Okay. Um... The highest likelihood that you're wrong. And don't pick Utah Memphis because you were picked the underdog in that series. Um, no, I'd probably go with... Uh, I'd probably go with the Denver-Portland series. You think Portland's going to out- I think Portland is just look bad. They blew them out in that last one, like. And see, like, Denver, okay, they are a three seed, yes, but they are not the same team they were before Murray got hurt. Everyone has to realize that, and a lot of people are like, oh, they're a fucking three seed, they should be, like, whoa, yeah, but they lost one of their superstars here, folks. So, like, the Joker has been going off, he's been doing a lot, but he's, he's, he needs the, and I think he's, he's another one, he is gonna fucking this next game, he's going off. And uh you think they're winning the next game? Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. have Denver winning the next game? Yeah. Yeah, Denver's Denver's definitely because if you do look you at have, the- who do you have to, on well this being dropped Wednesday, but so this will be after the fact. I guess you guys can see if he was right. Game four tonight in Memphis, what do you see? Utah or Memphis? In Memphis, I see Memphis. Do you think they tie it? I yep. think Utah goes up 3-1, but nope. um, then in the Clippers-Dallas series, that is two – that's Wednesday night, actually. And that's, think? That's, think in the, that's in L.A. Yeah. And I see uh, I see Dallas blowing that out. You think Dallas? And see, I'm going to see this is why it's fun, people. I take the Clippers to go 3-2 and take the – take a little stranglehold. Monday night – The reason – whoa, 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 time out, time out. The reason I'm going to say Dallas – my reasoning behind that is you just have to look at patterns. Paul George has not been, um, uh, what's it? Um, he hasn't been like steady this whole season. Like his numbers have been fluctuating and he hasn't been consistent. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, Luka Doncic is a bigger, uh, competitor in my opinion than Leonard and George combined. He has the drive, he is young, and he'll go out and he'll get it. And very vocal. Kawhi is not, and Kawhi is supposed to be the leader in that uh, locker room. Dantich is way more vocal. Look at them on the court. Look at his emotions. He's a very emotional player, and he wants it. You know. And when you have good ownership behind you, I'm sure 
Like, Cuban's been to the big dance before. I'm sure the coaches have, like, talked him up. He knows what to expect. I'm sure they've calmed him down. He picked up a technical in the first, and he had the most technicals in the NBA this year. So, like, he almost fouled out of last game. Or, like, technical, though. Like, he almost got kicked out of the game. So, and that's what I hate about this whole fucking rule situation in the NBA is it's it's fucked the game. It has literally fucked the game because now you got players that can't play at their full potential for the full game because they're worried about fouls and all this shit. It's like, yeah, like, there's a hard foul. There's There are flagrant fouls, and I think a flagrant foul is pretty, like, noticeable it's like you know but like these accidental shots to the head and stuff that they're calling flagrants it's like dude you're playing basketball at high levels like like you're running as fast as you can going as hard as you can with so much testosterone and adrenaline going through your body and accidents happen people accidentally get hit does that mean it's a flagrant foul and determines the outcome of the game i don't think so i think that's wrong and i think they're stealing from the game so honestly like Luca, he had to play with his foot off the gas a little bit in the last game. That's why I think going in game five, you're going to see this kid ball. Yeah, and see those ones. I think that this is the game. Whoever wins this one will take the series. Because George, George has had two lights out games back to back. Is he going to have three? I'm not betting on a strike or a turkey. I'm not. <laughs> nope. No, not happening. <laughs> it's like that ain't happening. I love that. <laughs> If he does, though, the Clippers move on. And I think then moving into the Denver-Portland, you said Denver. I'm going to say Portland, and this one's over in six with Portland. That's my prediction. And then the Phoenix-Lakers series is back in Phoenix. That one will be Tuesday night. Who do you have? So we've been – we basically picked who we originally picked, but who do you got in this one? I got the Lakers. You love that team. No, I I just – I don't love the team. I just look at the superstars on it. And yeah. they're they're not gonna let themselves lose in the first round. It's not gonna. You think LeBron's gonna let himself go in the first round? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like that'll be all over the tablets. If you he, think he uh, wants that all um... off season, like, and they're yeah, they're a seventh seed team. But look at how many games they sat out with quote unquote injuries. And let's be real, it was probably like rest, which I highly disagree with. But, um, like, did Jordan ever take a game off for rest? No. The guy would go shoot three rounds of golf and go play a game. Like, what? <laughs> you know? It's like, you know, I, like, and then he would drink beer, like, drink an 18 before that, too. It's like, okay. So, like, when we're talking about goats here, LeBron, he, he needs this win this year. So. I think he, Drummond, though, on that topic – in this series, and this is probably where the best part of today's podcast is going to be, is I loved Drummond and the Pistons. Never showed up. Now, I got laid into on Tuesday and Thursday because if you watched it, holy drumstick was back. Good old drumstick. He was 15 points on Tuesday. 12 rebounds. The personality's phoning, leaving me messages. Did you see him? Look at him. Thursday, six points, 11 rebounds. And then, oh, guess what? Sunday, Mr. Goose Egg is back. And that's exactly what he does. 10 rebounds and five points. That's exactly what I remember of him. 
And but don't fall ten. in love with them because got- the first three games of the playoffs, including the Pelicans, 13, 12, 15 in the points. Now, old drumstick is back with his six and five and expect Tuesday night, just the way these numbers are, seven points from him. He will actually make a free throw for everybody. Yay! He'll do it. And this team will go down 3-2. No, I think I think the opposite. So, with guys like Drummond, just look at how when he was balling in that game where he had, what was it, 15 points, how many rebounds, 11? In which game? Like that game that I was calling you on Tuesday. Oh, the, the one their eyes getting laid into. Uh, yeah. He had 15 points and he had, let's see, 12 rebounds. So, yeah, he, he was balling. And then in the fourth when they took him out, you look at him on the sideline, he was going off like a child. He was every shot LeBron was making. He was just loving it. He was enthusiastic. And then they lose. So then LeBron is one of these players. He's very vocal in the locker room um, from what I've gathered. And he doesn't like losing. So I feel like he's good at going around and planting these fucking like things in these guys' head just because I think Drummond at heart is like a big kid and he just needs that boost of confidence from like quote-unquote big brother. So like you got LeBron, hey, buddy, I need you to come out in this game. I need you to do this. You do this, we're going to fucking win. We're going to fucking win a championship. And like I think that kind of conversation with a guy like Drummond and a guy that's won before, you kind of got to do that every game with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you got to get in there and you got to kind of fuel the fire, stoke it a little bit. And I don't think LeBron did that last game. So I think we're going to have to do that. <laughs> well, and what do you do if you're – is Anthony Davis back for the next one? What do you think? I th- Yeah, he's back. He'll be back. Like he – because what was his injury just for, for all the viewers? Uh, I got to look it up. So. He got hurt, though. Yeah, he did. Um, oops. I don't know how serious it is. Unlikely to play in game five. It says that, but he'll play. It says that. This guy. If they go down 3 2, do you think they can come back from that? Yeah. So until this team is fully eliminated, you will believe in him. A strained groin. Like, if you don't play because of a strained fuck, Oh, come on. What does that even mean? Like, you pull the muscle or what? The NBA is that, buddy. Like, fuck. Oh, in the last game. Oh, who was it? Um. Oh, my God. I'm trying to play. Who's Crowder attacked them. No, who? Yeah, but who does Montrez Harrell play for? Montrez. He plays for the Lakers, does he not? No. Ah, uh, what's his last name? Uh, fuck. I'm gonna Harold. Yeah, Montrose Harold. Yeah, he plays for the Lakers. Yeah, so yeah, it was that when uh, Crowder came out? But uh, somebody got what was that fucking call that they called? It was um making a violent gesture. I was like, what? What the fuck? What kind of foul is that? What is a violent gesture? And literally the commentators are like, I think it was uh, Jefferson calling the game as much as I hate him. I fucking hate him as an announcer. 
but uh oh he's some garbage it's like really small ears like fuck <laughs> you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about buddy it's like jesus christ i know you played in the league for a while but like people That's say I, people say i smoke too much it sounds like he's permafried <laughs> and then he'll like he'll go off of these like weird little tangents and he's just always too happy it's like weird <laughs> so closing out the show we got about five minutes anything you want to talk about sports world right now or what do you think well um i'm just gonna go ahead and say boston's done um and then who do you think's winning it all in the nba right now as of as of like now you've seen what every team is doing in the playoffs i think brooklyn was originally my pick versus utah you think Utah is going to win the East? I think Brooklyn is going to win the East for sure. Or the, I think you, Brooklyn is the scariest team, in my personal opinion. And the yeah. disrespect, actually, that is a great point when you said about the Celtics. Because the disrespect last night in Boston was insane from both sides. And blame the fan, as a Celtics fan, for whipping a bottle at Kyrie's head. I blame him, clearly. But Kyrie, grow up. You're a kid. You're a little baby. You've always been a baby. You're running around like a little baby. You're stomping on the Celtics logo. You're spitting on it. Remember who traded for you and paid you money. And grow the fuck up. Excuse my French, but what a classless act last night. That is classless. And when people today this morning were bitching and complaining about a water bottle tossed to his head, sure, some idiot that's 21 drunk in the stands whipped it. Kyrie, you're paid and you're a millionaire and you act like that, grow up. Yeah, he did take it too far, but there was a lot of hostility going into Boston and a lot of players from both sides were hoping that it wouldn't get racial and because Boston does have a tendency to be kind of a... Oh, stupid. Their fans are stupid sometimes. (laughs) I'm a Celtics fan. But doing that to the logo is classless. Don't do it like that. I, I think it was just a big... He wanted to give the big fuck you to the organization, but I don't think that's how you do it. Like, I think there's more diplomatical ways about doing it, but uh, I think he let his emotions get the better of him. Um, and I think, I think you're going to see uh, New York just destroy this, this last game, like the next game, game five, just so it's over. I don't think they like, it's just going to be over. Yeah, Celtics will be done. That's my hot take in the NBA. Okay, so then who do you have? So you have Brooklyn walking over Milwaukee or what? Uh, I don't know if walking. I I think that Brooklyn is just too friggin' low. Unless Harden chokes, which he didn't do that too. He's done that a few times. Yeah, yeah. And Let's put it this way. If Giannis can eliminate the Nets... You're going to have a bunch of fans cheering for Milwaukee because I think a lot of people hate Brooklyn. Yeah, and I, I don't see Philly – like, because Philly's going to beat the winner of New York. What if and... they lose to Atlanta? <laughs> Philly? That would be awesome. I don't see that happening because I don't see um, – They don't have a big Atlanta to handle. What's his team. name, though? He's really active. He's got that – Capella. Uh, he's he's a small big. He's an athletic big, but uh, going up against some beat, he's gonna get fucking bullied. There's they're gonna have to double team him, team him, and then when you double team, uh, 
uh, Embiid, and Embiid, then, then, then you put Harris open, and Harris is an All Star. It's they yeah, they got depth on their team, so I just I do not see that happening. Um, How bad that, does Toronto a flipping script? Because we've talked a lot about NBA to close it out. Um, how angry would the Leafs fans be, you being one of them, if the Leafs are eliminated by Montreal? Um, I, I think they're going to be outraged because they shouldn't because of the talent on their team. But just because of... And this is really why I fucking hate the way that this playoff bracket was made with the Canadian division because of the rivalries. Like, if... Let's just say Edmonton and Calgary were to play first round uh, playoffs. That That's fucking crazy because... A regular season Edmonton Oiler game or like a Edmonton Oiler uh, Flames game is fucking wild as it is. So like that's a big rivalry. So there's so many rivalries upon Canada because it is small, um, and we don't have that many teams. It's and people are so behind their teams. It's like I feel like it's different in the states. Like yeah, in the states there's like crazy fan bases, but like I feel like. In every Canadian market, people are fucking crazy. Like, they're wild. So, it's just, it brings a different dynamic. So, with that being said, the Leafs that they lose, you're going to have fans pissed off. But at the same time, I'm in a situation where it's like, okay, but they're like they're playing a huge rivalry. So, it could have went either way just because of the rivalry. But then, next round, you're not going to have that rivalry and you're going to see Montreal get bullied. So... You know, it's it's a shitty thing, but then it leaves you to where does Toronto go from here? What the fuck do they do? In my opinion, you get rid of one of your all-stars and you bring in some goddamn defense and some goddamn tough guys because Austin Matthews, when you're not pr- producing like this, why are you not getting pissed off? Why are you sitting on the sidelines smiling? Or bench, I mean. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, what the fuck? And that's like, I guess it's just different for me. I guess... I'm really competitive, even though I'm not in that game playing with them. It's like, fuck, you know. I wish I was the coach because I'd be yelling. I'd be yelling out. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just it. And the rivalries are that. I think that's going to be closing out the show. I think that's what it's going to be about tonight, Monday night. That's when this podcast was recorded. We will know Wednesday. So when this thing's dropped, you will know if the Leafs are out. Follow the Facebook page. That is going to be bumping i'm sure tonight and tomorrow if the personality uh, is hockey their club the leafs are eliminated lay into him a bit would you people he loves it <laughs> he lives for it yeah i'm gonna let you close out the show today though lay into me and if it's not a good argument i'll lay right back into you <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about man. <laughs> all right folks well hope you guys have a good week uh, this drops on Wednesday, so hump day. So uh, get you ready for the weekend, some weekend motivation. And uh, yeah, have a good week, folks. Talk to you guys soon.